Welcome to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, an hour-long Aggie football show heard weekly on the CRM Sports Network and this station. I'm your host, Gabe Bach. Coming up on the program, we'll look back on the Aggies' 55-14 senior night win over New Mexico on Saturday. It was a record-setting night for redshirt freshman quarterback Nick Starkle, who became A&M's first quarterback ever to pass for over 400 yards and a half. Starkle gained 416 yards and threw four touchdowns through the air before calling it a night at halftime with A&M on top 48-7. One of the big developments, Christian Kirk, one of the one of three Aggie wide receivers to go over the century mark in receiving yards. Kirk hauled in a 60-yard touchdown pass on the second play of the game. He also added a second touchdown via punt return. That was a 90-yard return late in the first half to cap off a great game. And what will likely be Christian Kirk's final game at Kyle Field, it's widely considered uh, a foregone conclusion that Christian Kirk will go pro and enter the NFL draft after this season. The Aggies head to Oxford this week, back in SEC West play for a 6 o'clock kickoff against Ole Miss Saturday night on ESPN2, former A&M defensive coordinator in 1994, who would leave A&M to be the head coach at Ole Miss, Tommy Tuberville, on the call doing color analysis for that game on Saturday. We'll be joined this hour by Texas columnist and Heisman voter Olin Buchanan, former Bryant-era quarterback at A&M and longtime SEC offensive coordinator Jimmy Wright, and ESPN and SEC Network host and reporter Laura Rutledge. All that coming your way next on the Texas Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I'm so happy, I feel like I can fly. Disclaimer, you will not be able to fly by switching to GEICO. This is against the laws of physics and nature. If you find yourself flying, please seek professional and or medical help immediately. In the unlikely event you find yourself flying, you might be a superhero or a pigeon or a superhero named Pidgewoman who was bitten by a radioactive pigeon. If you are indeed Pidgewoman, GEICO retains all licensing publishing rights in the event Pidgewoman the movie becomes a top-grossing Hollywood blockbuster. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Check out the Groupon app where you can save up to infinity, theoretically speaking. Actually, you can save up to $100 a week on what you do every day. Suppose you save $10 on tacos and took that $10 and used it to get more great restaurant deals on Groupon, like Italian or Chinese. Pretty soon, you could save a ton. Brunch? Check Groupon. Dinner plans? Check Groupon. Hungry? Use the top-rated Groupon app to save up to $100 a week on what you do every day. Download the app and save. Groupon. Hi, Gabe Bach here from Texags Radio, and if you're not currently a premium or varsity-level subscriber to Texags.com, what are you waiting for? Texags.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or insight on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like Texags. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's Texags.com. What makes a holiday card unforgettable? Personality. And no one makes it easier or more affordable to create a holiday card full of personality than Vistaprint. Right now, get 50% off all custom holiday cards. That means 30 cards start at less than $15. With hundreds of stunning designs, your personality will shine through with every card you send. Just go to Vistaprint.com today and enter the promo code HOLIDAY to get 50% off all custom holiday cards. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code HOLIDAY. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. 
I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry crack skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Welcome back. Gabe Bach with you on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. And let's focus back for a minute on the win over New Mexico on Saturday, senior night, final game at Kyle Field in the 2017 season. Likely the final game for Christian Kirk at Kyle and quite possibly the final game at Kyle Field for A&M head coach Kevin Sumlin. Olin Buchanan, our columnist, joining me in studio. The Ags, uh, play, I thought they played really well. Dominated a bad team. A&M did what you're supposed to do. When you play a team like this, it's completely undermanned, which they didn't do certainly against Nichols and then really didn't do for a big portion of that game against Uli Lott. But they went out there and showed uh, a lot under Nick Starkle, the quarterback, I thought. They did. He threw the ball really well. They were able to uh, do pretty much what they wanted um, and uh, totally exploit that uh, uh, undermanned New Mexico. Now, I was the, the New Mexico – Sports information director did say that that they were down to that they were playing backups and had nobody to back up the backups at safety, so they were on their dregs at safety. Yeah, they and, were trying to play corners at safety, and, right? And A and M just. Uh, but what you do is, you go out and and you capitalize on that. And uh, it seems like on the rare occasions when A and M's receivers were actually covered, uh, and one play comes to mind. Um, Starkle would make a, a spot-on pass and uh, the receivers would make a, a great catch. I'm thinking about Damian Ratley on a 36-yard touchdown where he's kind of leaning back and one hands it against his uh, face great mask. Play. Great throw, great catch. Yep. And that was one of the few times I thought I, I remember seeing a New Mexico DB you know, even, right on. Even in know, a zip even, code. Yeah. Well, Chris, I guess Kirk uh, had a guy on him for that, on that second pass. I mean, he kind of wrestled it away from him. And ripped it out. But other than that, no, yeah. they, they were open all day long. And Nick's giving Nick Starkle credit. He For hit getting him. on the ball. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what, you know, I mean, all you can do is go out there and execute your offense against who you're playing. Right. We yeah. understand, and, and that was pretty evident by your, your poll uh, or your survey, is we all understand that New Mexico is a bad football team. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and um, what are they now, three and seven? Yes. And with their wins, one of their wins of Everly Christian, they had lost to New Mexico State. So we understand that that's a bad football team. They came in uh, undermanned, and they just weren't going to beat A&M. I think 55-10 was the score we kind of projected. Um, but like you said, when, when you're playing those kind of games, those kind of opponents, you are supposed to go out and yeah. dominate them, and that's what A&M did. Yeah, and Nick Starko I thought played really well. 21-30, 416 yards, four touchdowns, wearing a Justin Bieber shirt under his uniform. If you're going to wear a Justin Bieber shirt under your uniform, you better go out there and throw 416 yards and a half and four touchdowns. But apparently all the guys like him. He's a good, funny guy and a leader, and I think he's exi- – now we'll see. We'll see. He's going to have to go score a bunch in Oxford because they'll score. Ta'amu's really good. And that offense has not lost a step at all, if not gained a tick, in, since he got in the game in Shea Patterson's absence. So that's going to be a tough challenge, certainly going to Death Valley, a tough challenge. But, you know, seeing what we've seen, I'll tell you this much, combined 86 first-half points in the two Nick Starkle starts. That's at UCLA and New Mexico, 38 in the first half against UCLA, 48 in the first half the other day. And in the last two, um, time, Nick Starkle, had, that, well, the team hadn't turned the ball over once in the last two games. He's played predominantly. So uh, their little tea leaves tell you that the offense is reinvigorated somewhat. Now we'll see to what level. I think it's reinvigorated. You can say that factually. To what level, we'll find out. Tell yeah, me in a week. we'll find out. Now, I don't know that, you know, Ole Miss has not have a, does not have a great defense. Right, better than this so, one. Though. So, no question. So I would uh, be feeling very uh, optimistic this week. From when A and M has the football, the way Starkle threw the football, the way the receivers were catching it, uh, that they'll be able to to have some uh, a lot of success next week. Of course, the question is, if they get into a shootout, will they be? Will Starkle be good enough to win a shootout against uh, Ole Miss, and especially with the their the quality 
and the size of the uh, Ole Miss receivers going against the suspect A&M secondary. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's going to be – it figures to be a pretty high-scoring game, OB. It really does. And I think A&M should be able to run on them. And I'll tell you this much, Ole Miss is running the ball here. With Tahamu, they they've become a more balanced team. Wilkins has picked it up here since Patterson's injury. So that kind of gives you – strikes a little fear. Oxford's a tough place to play. So it's – but if you're going to go up there, you want to go up there with a ton of confidence. And if nothing else, A&M should have a ton – of confidence not just offensively 12 drives defensively against a tricky team that they hadn't played an offense like this with all that speed option stuff since they had moved to the sec i get absolutely no confidence uh boost at all about stopping a new mexico offense none i don't i don't care what they Mm do if uh, you know it's basically saying i'm putting varsity guys against freshmen and if the freshmen are running something kind of crazy it it doesn't matter. I got guys that are just better than you. So um, I can't spend that one anyway. Now, the, the defense, has have they been better? In the last couple of years, they would have gotten torched in that game. There would have been at Maybe. least one or two long runs. They would have ripped them well, off. Well, that, that, that's true. And, and I've said it before that the defense, and especially the run defense, has gone – it's average now, mm-hmm. which is a quantum leap. Average yeah. is a quantum leap from where it was. Yeah. Yeah. Eight, uh, ten punts, eight three and outs, six drives of five yards or less. If you're going to go play a team you're overmatched, previous A&M teams for a decade now would have probably given up nah, probably three three offensive touchdowns and some long runs against that team. Number one in the nation in rushing Well, I've definitely seen back. some that would. Yeah. Um, last year there were some games where, we, remember, we thought, oh, well, the, the run defense is so much better in the first half of the season than right. the second half of the season it deteriorated. So, if anything, I can get feel better that they – did it in the second half of the season. But, again, I just don't think you can count anything that happened in that game, especially defensively, as, as something to, to make you think you're going to stop somebody in the SEC because of what you did against New Mexico. Don't look now. Well, look now. Through 10 games, A&M is actually 39th in total defense. If that holds, and it might not, you might go get blown up against Ole Miss. But two more games left plus a bowl. Be a bad bowl team probably because, you know, your record would indicate you're going to play a bad, a bad team. Uh, if that holds, that would be the highest ranking in Texas A&M football since they fired R.C. Now, R.C. would have thrown up if they had ever been 39th. <laughs> Never once was he outside of the 29. So, but 39 in total defense for John Chavis. Yeah, I would think that's going to probably drop some. Um, I don't think that will necessarily drop, like, into the 60s or anything like that. I would, You know, they'll probably hover around – between 40 and 45 and mm-hmm. all is said and done. And I think uh, – It's a huge improvement. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but uh, Ole Miss is going to put some yards on you. They're going to have some success. And, and um, LSU has gotten its act together to some degree. Even, you know, what what bothers me is, first of all, uh, Geis is healthy again. And so you want to come in and stack up for him and say, okay, you don't put it on Danny Atling to beat you when you get there. But, mm-hmm. of course, we all saw what happened when you did that last year. Thanks to Olin Buchanan. Jimmy Wright, former Bryant era quarterback, longtime coach, steps in studio with me, and we'll look back on New Mexico, the starkle growth and development of the A&M quarterback position here the last couple of weeks and rolling into this week at Ole Miss. couple segments with Jimmy Wright next on the Tex Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you, the Tex-Ags Marina White Report on the CRM Sports Network. And joining me right now is a man we call the chief of police. He's never been to law enforcement, but he likes to use that term to scare off telemarketers. And it's Bert. we've been working for him since the old rotary phone and still does now here in the cell phone generation. Jimmy Wright, longtime coach, joins me in studio. Jimmy will look back on senior night. I know you got some notes, and you watched that game very carefully, probably rewatched it a time or two. What were your thoughts on the senior night win over New Mexico? Well, I think it was a team that came along after we had lost to Alabama, Mississippi State, Auburn. And by the way, we actually scored a lot more points against Auburn than number one Georgia did. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that gives us a lot of hope, and I think that was one of the main reasons – that we had such a great crowd, 99,000 and something, but they had a lot of energy because they were looking for something, 
And I think Nick Stargle gave them what they were looking for. So I yep. thought it was a very good night for the seniors. I was glad that Jake Hubenack got to play. I was glad that he got that great ovation because, uh, like I said, uh, people do not go to A&M or any of the big schools anymore as a student-slash-athlete. They go as an athlete-slash-NFL now. And, and that's just the way it is. You may have them for three years or you may have them for – Two seasons like we did Johnny Manziel with the red shirt season. When you get a really great, probably top 100 player ever here in Armani Watts, and he'll stay four years, because you and I were on the top 100 panel, right. and when we re-rank and start plugging in guys like Miles Garrett and you know and Armani right. and Christian Kirk, uh, those three guys are on it. You know, but two of those three probably going to leave early when yes. Johnny Kirk and Garrett certainly did, and you, got, you can't fault him for that, number mm -hmm. one pick. But when you get a guy like Armani or Zay Coven Henderson, you need to celebrate them because in today's landscape and climate, they don't stay for four years. Uh, they really don't stay for four. <clears throat> you may spend more time recruiting them than they stay here, see. Because mm -hmm. if you recruit them for two and a half years and they stay here two and a half years, you know, you're just, you, you know, you're, it's okay, but it's different. And uh, me personally, <clears throat> I can understand uh, – why, whenever John David Crow told me exactly how much money he made in his 12 years of playing pro ball game, a total of 400000 over 12 years. He was a good player. Good player. Oh, yeah. Good three, player. Three or four-time pro Drafted bowler. number two behind King Hill. Mm -hmm. Okay. <clears throat> and our linebackers off the 2012 team, Jonathan Stewart and the other one, they made 485000 in one six-month period. As rookie and undrafted guys. As, as, as in 2013. Wow. See, Porter got drafted, but Jonathan Stewart was undrafted. I think so. And both yeah. of them ended up making 485000 They could have made it over a 12-month period, but you only play six months, and you're in a lot of off-season program. But uh, that's how the money's changed, so you cannot say – Oh, that's not one of their goals because it definitely is. How about Starkle's offensive explosion? Understanding who he was going up against, but also what did you see from him from a combination of the rhythm, the timing, the arm strength, the accuracy, and just his belief in himself and confidence and how that trickles down and builds belief among his offensive players? Well, you really said exactly what all of us 99,000 people saw. Mm -hmm. We saw him – more confident in leading the team, getting them lined up, calling out the signals, checking the pre-read, then the read when the ball snapped, executing the play, getting it going, getting rid of the ball. Uh, you could tell he had been here a little bit longer than Kellen Mond. Mm -hmm. And that you could tell that uh, he had uh, the grasp of the game plan and – like I've told everybody, the number one thing that when you start looking at a quarterback or a middle linebacker, they better have football intelligence. I'm not talking about being an A student in engineering or an A student in uh, biology. I'm talking about an A student football knowledge that can look out there and tell immediately what the coverage is, where the linebackers lined up, whether it's a nickel, whether it's a four-deep four secondary, whether it's an odd front, even front, before you can say, hey, Millie, bring me a Coke. <laughs> See? The other ten players on offense that are on the field with you, they are fully 100% aware of whether or not you're in control. You, you do not fool them. I'm going to tell you something. When you call a play and you tell people where to line up, you may have a lineman say, hey, Jimmy, what's the snap count? It's on one. You may have to tell them. I mean, this is after the huddle. This right. is after you. So you may have to repeat things. That's why you see the quarterback go back and forth, back and forth, because he's telling them uh, it could be, okay, it's going to be gay bock left or gay bock right, whatever you want to call it. And then the center has to control the offensive lineman, whether it's zone blocking or man-to-man, -man, mostly it's got to be zone blocking. But he's telling them odd or even. 
Odd is a man over him. Even, right. It could be a four-man front, but still an odd front, and they're shorter man. Mm-hmm. See? They're trying it, to identify where the mic is so that they can that's slide, right. where and, slide their protection. Where they can slide things, see? And, and he's got to know all that. He's also got to know what a two technique is, a four technique, a six. All the even numbers are inside techniques to a right guard, right tackle, tight end. Odd is three, five, seven. That's pretty damn easy now. But he's got to know all that because if he's going to run a wide play and they're all in a 3-5-7, it ain't going to work. They're all outside looking in. you got to reach block. Now, if they're inside like UCLA, you can run sweeps all day long. See? Sure. And so yeah. that's what we did against UCLA. And he's got to be able to see all that. When he looks out at Christian Kirk and the guy's playing inside of him, he ain't going to get the slant pass off. He got to know right then. He, I yeah. mean, and is there right. a safety over the top or not? Maybe it, don't even throw it to Christian. That's on right. That he Look looks over there here. and he's double covered. He knows he's going to go single backside to number two. See? And Nick, I think, has done a very good job of that. Identifying it pre-snap where he's supposed yes. to go with the football. When I was able to make practice, he really uh, had the same energy that he showed against New Mexico, running the team, getting them in and out, and knowing what to do, Kellen is just one year behind him. Mm-hmm. That's what it amounts to. But this come this Saturday against Ole Miss now, Gabe, it's going to be a little bit different type of team you're playing than the University of New Mexico. I will never say that what Nick Stargle did was not great because it was. But the competition is going to be a way higher. We'll have more with Jimmy right after this on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Loans are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. I was making great progress on building my savings, but then I get hit with an unexpected car repair bill. Keeping a close eye on my credit score allowed me to buy my first house, but an unexpected medical emergency set me back. When the unexpected happened, Avant was there to help. If you need to borrow $2,000 to $35,000, try Avant. It's fast, simple, and transparent. Everything is done online. There are no prepayment fees and no collateral is required. And you can instantly check your rate with no impact to your credit score. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. And now, Avant will give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your rates and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 5252 when applying. That's avant.com promo code 5252. Go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 5252. As a business owner, your daily focus is on increasing sales decreasing expenses and maximizing profit and while you may have insurance for your business you may not know if the coverage is adequate or if you're paying too much with dexter and company insurance they'd like to help you out since 1876 dexter and company has been serving the business home and auto insurance needs of texans for a reason they provide the most comprehensive insurance coverage at the best price for a quote on your insurance call 764-8444 or click dextercompany.com and see what dexter and company can do for you Men, if you're like me, you appreciate the feeling of a clean, smooth shave from a quality blade. The sort of shave that cuts clean without the burn. So why are you messing around with generic razors that cost 32 bucks for an 8-pack when you can shave with Harry's high-quality German-engineered blades for half the price? And because Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades, they'll send you their most popular set, Complete with a razor, one of their world-famous blades, shaving cream, and post-shave balm for free if you cover shipping. A total value of $20 at no cost to you, with code 0404 at checkout. Their way of saying thank you for trying them. How is Harry's able to save you all this money and still give you the best shave you'll ever enjoy? By owning the factory that manufactures the blades. That's how. Go to harrys.com now and enter code 0404 at checkout. To claim your free trial set and post-shave balm, that's harrys.com, code 0404. Gabe Bach with you on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network, and back in studio with former A&M quarterback in the mid-50s and longtime coach Mississippi State, 
and Tennessee. Jimmy Wright with us here in studio. Jimmy, let's do our good hands play okay. of the week. I think there's about five guys that are going to be good hands because uh, I would imagine that whenever they knew that Nick Stargle, he's got a reputation, <clears throat> Gabe, as being a passer with a strong arm, and his accuracy was good this past uh, Saturday uh, against New Mexico mm-hmm. with uh, 21 out of 30, which is a 70% percentage, and four TDs. So here we go. I would say that Christian Kirk looked more energized in this game than I thought he was in two or three games. I thought the, all the receivers were really trying harder because they knew the ball was going to be there. Yep. And, and, and so I'm going to say that the guy that I really like – and I liked him ever since I've been watching practice, was Rashawn Paul. I think he is going to be a very good slot back, a very good punt returner, and a kick returner whenever Christian Kirk decides to leave, whether whether it's this year or next year. Yep. But uh, I had five of them because they were all long gainers. We had five long gainers. And so I had Cameron Buckley, I had Rashad Paul, I had Jawan Osmond, Christian Kirk, and I had Kendall Rogers in there. Mm-hmm. And I think there was one you more. You know, I thought Ratley's last catch Ratley. where she caught it off his face mask with one hand while his other hand was getting held. Yep. That was a heck of a catch. Uh, that was, that a was great his last catch. catch at Kyle Field. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was probably the, more, the most outstanding catch. Right. Uh, I think he caught three, three and I think uh, – I think he had was it one TD or two TDs? Two of them. Yeah, he's had he had two career TDs coming into this season. He had no TDs until Starkle came in against Auburn, and he's had four touchdowns in the last well four quarters of play. Basically, uh, I would say that uh, because I he didn't s- play in the second half against. The I Mexico. saw either more confidence or more interest. But I saw the receivers, which we talked earlier in the season, mm-hmm. about our secondary, our wideouts, and our O-line. And we kept saying that our, our receivers were not running good routes. I thought that they really amped it up. That means tried harder, mm-hmm. ran faster, tried to get open against New Mexico. And I, re- I realize that they're in the Mountain West. I realize all that. But still you did it. And still you caught the ball. Just like you said, Ratney yep. caught that ball. Mm-hmm. That, he caught that under duress. That's great. And I'm hoping that they'll do the same thing against Ole Miss. I really am. And if I had to say, what's the keys to win against Ole Miss? Yeah. Our defense has got to do the same thing as far as stats. we got to cut out our penalties. We had six for 69. That's way too many. We had no turnovers. I hate to mention that because as soon as you and I mentioned turnovers. Back-to-back <laughs> game with no turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 uh, but we have, we've got to have better pass protection. We've got to do better, Gabe, than 23 carries, 63 yards rushing, 2.7 average. You got to do better. Especially against Ole Miss. Yeah. Everyone runs That's what on. I'm talking about. We got Ole Miss, LSU, and a bowl game. Mm-hmm. We got three games, and we can go balanced. I mean, be balanced. For example, if I said, okay, if A&M rushes for 200 yards and Nick Starkle throws for 350, we're going to win. Oh, no doubt. See? We're going to win. You may win a shootout, but you're going to win. Now, but we're going to win, 38-35. Mm-hmm. See? We're going to win. See? Right. If, if we go for 300-something yards passing and 60 yards rushing, and he gets sacked five times, that's going to be a problem now, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Because they can really score it on the other that side. That kid threw for 418 yards against Louisiana Lafayette. They beat him 50-22. to 22. We beat him 45-21. to uh, 21, He see. threw four touchdowns at Kentucky. Yeah, and they came back and beat Kentucky, mm-hmm. see. Well, it's going to be fun. It'll be a lot of fireworks. I'm, I, I'm excited to be in I Oxford I think this is a this big Saturday. game. This is a it big is. game. It is. Uh, it, it could really help – our program and our recruiting and get a better bowl game and we would be four and three in the SEC West playing LSU with more confidence. That's right. And we could end up five and three. That's best since uh, twenty twelve. That's I believe. exactly right. No, you're exactly right. It was four and four Johnny's second year. Always thankful for Jimmy Wright popping in weekly with us here on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report. Laura Rutledge will join us next. The Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. 
Tech-Sags Marine and White Report on the CRM Sports Network, and it's time right now to go around the SEC and college football. Our weekly chat with Laura Rutledge of ESPN and the SEC Network. You know, uh, where are you headed this week? I always like to do this, just remind people where you're going to be and everything else. Uh, usually you do that Thursday game, and then you fly all around the country. So are you headed? To, do you yeah. have a Tuesday game this week? Thursday, or Thursday, game, Thursday. I do, and uh, you know, I'm sure people really care about my schedule, Gabe. So let's go ahead and lay it out. For exactly. Uh, I will be doing the USF Tulsa game on Thursday, All and right. then from there we go to Athens, Georgia. So we'll be uh, doing SEC Nation from the Georgia Kentucky game. Well, this is kind of becoming a familiar trek for you because I think you've already done a Charlie Strong game or two, haven't you, this year? I have. I have definitely already done a Charlie Strong game, and we really thought this game was going to be a pretty exciting just because. USF could potentially be undefeated at this point. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. Houston beat them. So it's not quite as exciting as it's going to be, but it'll still be an interesting game. And, you know, hey, maybe there's some rumors swirling about Charlie Strong's name being in the mix for uh, some of these potential openings. I don't think he leaves USF, but we will be asking those questions. And, kind of what he responds with well laura's going to get the hardest working broadcaster award again probably at the espn end of the year awards or at least she should now when people <laughs> recognize you across the country and i guess it's, it depends on which demographic or location part of the world you're, you're coming from when people say hey you're laura rutledge do they notice you more from being on the fine bomb show as much as you are now or hosting sec nation or sideline reporting or being a tuesday guest on this show they get some your shows that uh, really makes a difference. Uh, n- you know, honestly, people don't really ever uh, recognize me that often, but if they do, I think a lot of it has to do with Fine Bomb, and they'll ask me all about him. But people want to know, you know, people want to know a lot about Paul. They want to know a lot about Tim, Tebow, and of course. Marcus Spears and all those guys. And so uh, I end up telling a lot of fun stories and, and trying to protect them in the process because <laughs> there are some <laughs> things that obviously I wouldn't want to get out there. But what, what a fun group. I still really lucky i get to work with them and obviously that i get to be on your show we'll be in athens once again for sec nation you got to go where the storylines are no more of this whole the joe tessator era was all about let's go to every college you know you i give you guys credit for going where the storylines are yeah well and, and we've had a really fun year so far doing that and it's, it's pretty cool because you know we got to be at the biggest game in the sec last week and then Auburn ends up knocking off Georgia. There's kind of an SEC nation effect that's happened over the last couple of years where we've had some upset games. Um, we'll, we'll take full credit for that, by the way. But uh, but no, it's, it's been really cool. And, and I think it, it was fun because on Saturday, we felt like there was something special brewing. Even talking to Gus Valzon the day before on, on Paul's show, we were asking him just you know about what he had planned and what they would need to do. He made it very clear, and, and this is no secret, they were going to need to stop the run and force Jake Fromm to throw, force that game into his hands. That's exactly what they did, and they did it with immense success. We saw you know, Will Muschamp's South Carolina team do it a little bit. They were able to force Jake Fromm to throw, but this Auburn defense is totally different. Now they're in a situation where if they continue to win, I mean, they truly control their own destiny to the playoffs. And in my opinion, there's no way they don't make it as a two-loss team if they beat not only Georgia, but then Alabama, and then Georgia again in the SEC championship game. There's no way they're not in the top four. Oh, yeah. Some people may scoff at, and Wisconsin may be upset about if it ends up leaving them out, but they would be one of the four, the best four teams in the country at that point if they were able to get through that gauntlet. Oh, but can they do the unthinkable, Laura? I mean, you've seen them in person. You've been around there. It would be knocking off Georgia and then playing Bama at home in the Iron Bowl in two weeks. And then going back and having to beat Georgia, not in their backyard, but certainly in their home state, to do it again and validate that win at home several weeks later, it seems like a a lot, even as good as Auburn's playing right now. Well, and that's why it would be deserving of a playoff spot. Yes, I agree. It is unthinkable. I mean, no one does that. And and Alabama, say what you want about their injuries, I imagine by the time they face Auburn, I do expect it to be a close game, but I imagine that they'll have some of that figured out. They can work on a lot of that communication defensively this week with Keith Holcomb out there trying to fill in for Sean Dion Hamilton. I imagine there will be a lot of discussion, especially about the D-line play, because Mississippi State's offensive line got a ton of push for the entire game. You never felt like the D-line was was really able to get as much going. It just didn't look like an Alabama D-line, what we're used to seeing from them. Uh, and credit to Mississippi State for that. But I would say that, you know, then you look at, rematching with Georgia, a team that's going to have a 
ton of motivation in that game. Yeah. I just don't know. I, I think they have the talent Auburn does to get it done, but it's going to be incredibly difficult. Laura Rutledge with us here. You guys had a guy on from AL.com yesterday on Feinbaum, and he it was a nugget when I was driving. I almost ran right off the road. Thankfully, I didn't have any kids Ooh. in my car. 30 minutes later, I would have had all three of them. But what he said was Alabama, or Nick Saban actually, ever in coaching, whether he was at LSU or Alabama, Nick Saban has never beaten an Auburn team that won nine games that year. And if Auburn beats <laughs> Louisiana Monroe this Sunday, this Saturday – They'll be nine and two. Now, you, uh, trends don't always work, but that is so interesting. Essentially, when Auburn has had a ton to play for, they've won every time against Nick Saban. How crazy is that? And keep in mind, some of these wins have happened at Auburn, which, by the way, this game will be in Jordan here this year. So mm-hmm. I really think when you look at that stat, there's something said for it. One of the reasons why, maybe in my opinion, is that there are times where Gus Malzahn gets this reputation of not being able to uh, win those games, not being able to win those big games, or maybe lucking into some of those victories. If you think about the kick six, for instance, that could be categorized as luck to an an extent, although Mm -hmm. I think that was more of just right place, right time, and credit to the players and the coaches in that one as well. Still got to make the play. Uh, But you got to make the play, right. So, yeah, there's some luck involved, but still. um, So, you know, I think a lot of people look at it that way, but what we saw from Gus Malzahn and Chip Lindsey and this Auburn coaching staff against Georgia was him out-coaching Georgia, and this is the Kirby Smart Georgia team that has not been out-coached the entire year. You wonder, you know, from a Nick Saban perspective, he may not be aware of that stat, but I bet you he, he knows something about it because he knows that he wished he would have beat Gus Malzahn and, and Auburn a couple more times. So I imagine that, you know, that motivates him even more. That motivates this team even more. And one more point, Gabe. I feel like the the fact that people are doubting Alabama right now, that, that plays exactly into what Nick Saban wants. He was so mad about the rat poison earlier in the year, people saying that Alabama was great. He loves this. Now, now no one's saying they're that great. So maybe that works in their favor in a way. Let's do a little buy or sell. Are you buying right now? You know, Butch finally got – booted right so we've been waiting for this for a long time there's no surprises i don't need your huge oh my gosh reaction obviously because we knew this was coming months probably six weeks ago well it finally happened what i want to do is this you buying or selling dan mullen would leave starkville for knoxville certainly that's a better job but are you buying that he's going to do it that dan mullen will likely be the head the next head coach of tennessee I think it would be a good fit, and I think Dan Mullen would be the best fit of coaches out there for Tennessee. But I don't, I don't think he lose it leaves Starkville. So I, I'm going to say I'm not buying that at this point. Why would he? He's able to recruit anybody he wants there. He, he can have success with eight win seasons. They they love him no matter what he does. I Means it's a totally different scenario to Tennessee. And I, my my thought is that if he's ever going to leave, it would be now. But I just I don't know. I don't see it happening. And, mm. and I get it. You know, you can't take coaches at their word. But he did say yesterday he he doesn't plan on leaving Mississippi State. He loves Mississippi right. State. He says that a lot. He's had opportunities to leave and he hasn't done it. Uh, so uh, right now, I would say that I'm not buying it, although he would be a great fit there. Yeah, he would. Are you buying Chip Kelly to Florida and all that speculation? And you being a Florida person, what kind of fit do you think Chip would be in Gainesville? Well, I'm buying it to an extent because I do think that they're talking to him, and I think they may have actually thought we could long as a week ago um so maybe you know that would be a good fit i really think they like scott frost even more and he's got the more immediate connections to the state of florida he also was a mentee of chip kelly so i guess you could get mentor maybe you go that Mm -hmm. route uh so i do think he could be a good fit you know the one thing about chip kelly is he said to at least people that i know who've talked to him that it's really more about fit for him i don't know if florida's the right fit because not only are they looking for an offensive mind and somebody who can win instantly but they're also looking for someone who can be a little more amenable to the pr aspect of things i don't know if chip is all about that big thanks to laura rutledge we'll take a time out we come back we'll run down the sec games that matter this week and the couple of top teams in the sec playing games that absolutely don't matter so we'll kind of overlook those this week but there's some more to get into we'll do that look for players to watch a&m and Ole miss on the road this weekend and a couple of keys we'll even pick this game on our way out the texags maroon and white report crm sports network all across texas and beyond people are buying from tom light chevrolet why 
because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryan or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Hi, Gabe Bach here from TechSags Radio, and if you're not currently a premium or varsity-level subscriber to TechSags.com, what are you waiting for? TechSags.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or inside on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like TechSags. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's TechSags.com. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. Overhanging trees present a real danger. During high winds, falling branches can damage roofs and windows. So today, I'll show you how to protect your home by wrapping it in bubble packaging. All you need is a staple gun and 142,000 feet of bubble packaging. Let's get started. You could try to protect your home with bubble packaging, or you could get covered for personal property damage through the Geico Insurance Agency. Call Geico and see how affordable homeowners insurance can be. Check out the Groupon app where you can save up to infinity, theoretically speaking. Actually, you can save up to $100 a week on what you do every day. Suppose you saved $10 on tacos and took that $10 and used it to get more great restaurant deals on Groupon, like Italian or Chinese. Pretty soon, you could save a ton. Brunch? Check Groupon. Dinner plans? Check Groupon. Hungry? Use the top-rated Groupon app to save up to $100 a week on what you do every day. Download the app and save. Groupon. What makes a holiday card unforgettable? Personality. And no one makes it easier or more affordable to create a holiday card full of personality than Vistaprint. Right now, get 50% off all custom holiday cards. That means 30 cards start at less than $15. With hundreds of stunning designs, your personality will shine through with every card you send. Just go to Vistaprint.com today and enter the promo code HOLIDAY to get 50% off all custom holiday cards. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code HOLIDAY. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirabit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Welcome back. Game Bach with you. Final segment of the Texas Ag Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Let's run down the SEC schedule and a quick pick of the games that matter against the spread. And we will overlook Alabama hosting Mercer and Auburn hosting Louisiana Monroe. Number 16, Mississippi State at Arkansas. 11 o'clock on CBS and the Bulldogs are favored by 12. It's on the road you feel like that's a little tricky in there because Mississippi State's been so up and down based on home road splits. They're coming off that Super Bowl essentially against Alabama where they had a Hail Mary opportunity and a chance to tie that game. They played Alabama extremely tough. I just think Dan Mullen's too good a coach to have a letdown here. Mississippi State will cover that 12 points. Kentucky at number seven, Georgia. Georgia coming off of their letdown when they were number one and undefeated and lose badly to Auburn last week. 2.30 on CBS, Bulldogs at home, favored by 21.5. That feels like a lot to me. Okay, You've got your rivalry with Georgia Tech next week. This team's going to Atlanta, Georgia, by 21 and a half, even at home. Uh, Jake Fromm's going to have to do a lot better job than he did against Auburn, but Kentucky's not nearly the defense. Georgia will win the game going away, but what's that look like? 14, 17 points, something like that. 21 is a lot to give. So I'm going to take those points and go Kentucky on this, but Georgia will win the game. UAB, Bill Clark's got it kind of rolling a little bit there. 
uh, in the return and resurrection of that program. They're going to Florida, who's quite the opposite. They've got nothing to play for, and it's been a dreadful year. Randy Shannon's there as the interim head coach, and they're looking for their head coach of the future here. The search is on, but it's 3 o'clock in the SEC Network. It's at the Swamp. Gators minus 11. I just don't know if they can score any points. Even against UAB, I think Florida wins the game. They might not, though. I'm going to go UAB in the points here and think Florida wins it late in, by single digits, which is just a, a dreadful testament of how bad it's really gotten in Gainesville. Well, it's gotten even worse in Knoxville, and LSU's coming to Knoxville. On the Rocky Top, number – what is LSU at now? Number 20. They're up to number 20 in the college football playoff rankings. At Tennessee, 6 o'clock on ESPN. Tigers on the road, minus 16 and a half, and they'll cover it. They'll cover it because Tennessee's thrown in the towel. Now, does Brady Hope give him a little energy? I'll be, at least be interested in the start of that football game at 6 o'clock on ESPN. Not sure how much I'll see of it because at the same time, A&M plays Ole Miss, 6 o'clock on the deuce. Rebels minus 3 at home. We'll get into that momentarily. Missouri also in the 6 o'clock hour at Vanderbilt, 6.30 on the SEC Network. Tigers on the road. Get this. Did you think in late September that Missouri would go on the road you know, Vandy had beaten a top 25 team in K-State. They wanted Alabama. Remember that? Bama's next. And they're hosting Bama right before they got trounced by about 60. And did you think that at that point the Tigers would go on the road and be favored by nine points? No, I didn't either. I didn't either. I never dreamed that was going to be the case. But that's how weird college football can get. It can turn on a dime. And not only that, I never dreamed I'd pick Missouri to cover nine. But I'm going to. Drew Locke's got it going right now. He's playing exceptional football. And Vandy's having trouble stopping anybody on the ground. See, that's the thing. Missouri's actually running the ball now, too. They got a couple of good backs. So I'm going to go Missouri on the road to continue their win streak, make it four straight, and beat Vanderbilt on the road and cover the nine-point spread. As for A&M and Ole Miss, 6 o'clock on ESPN2 in the Grove. Your players to watch got to be Starkle at the quarterback position, who was outstanding last week. Can he stay hot? Can he continue to be locked up and in sync with Christian Kirk? So that's another obvious player to watch. And, and Travion Williams, too. Everybody's running on, on Ole Miss, but A&M's not running on anybody of late. So something's got to give there. Can A&M run the football? Can Starkle's arm open up some running lanes? And then because you maintain balance, can Starkle make a bunch of plays with his arm? Because he's going to have to. Because offensively, Ole Miss is tearing it up with Jeremy Ta'amu at quarterback. They've not missed a beat. Phil Longo's got it really cranked up offensively as the OC coming in from Sam Houston State University last year. De uh, so defensively, it's got to be an edge rusher. you got to get to him. So I'm going to say Landis Durham there. Got to have good linebacker play. They've been running the ball a little bit better. So I'm looking directly at Tyrell Dotson. And then on the outside, is Chuck Oliver going to play? He missed two weeks in a row. Is Charles Oliver going to play in this game? He's your most solid, your most steady, and your most physical, probably, cornerback. You know, Debian Ridfro is a very physical cornerback, too, but still just a freshman. And he's, he's going to have a huge test. You can look at him, too. And Armani Watts, uh, he had 22 tackles two years ago over there and played his butt off, but he didn't have much help. He's got a lot more help defensively. A&M is inside the top 40 in total defense for the first time in ages. You know, you got to go back to RC, the end of the R.C. Slocum era to find a, a defense inside the top 40 at Texas A&M. So they're playing much better defensively. Armani Watts is going to have a huge role in this game defensively. Keys to the game, you got to start fast. Get rolling early once again on offense. Starkle's confidence is up. He needs to maintain that. And if he maintains that and gets in a rhythm, it could lead to a nice start, could trickle down to the rest of that offense. Everybody's looking at that quarterback to play the game the right way, to mix it up and, and have everybody uh, in the right positions to get in a rhythm, and it could trickle down. They're looking into the eyes of Nick Stark on what they're seeing right now is a very confident kid. Uh, he's got to maintain that on the road. Ole Miss is terrible on defense, but you need a fast start in this game because they're likely to score a bunch of points. Okay, so getting that rhythm early. you got to run the football. Ole Miss is one of the worst college, uh, worst teams in college football at stopping the run. A&M has not run it well of late, and that's huge. Travion Williams is an elite player. Travion Williams is an all-SEC caliber talent. He's not nearly an all-SEC player this year. That's not all his fault, but uh, you've got to open up some lanes for him. You've got to block for him, allow him to get to – 
second level of that defense. And then you got to throw it around enough to open that up so they don't stack the box on you. I, I feel pretty confident Nick Starkle is going to do that and that his arm will lead to some pretty light boxes for Travion Williams and company. Number three, you got to get Christian Kirk involved early and often. Kirk is a quarterback's dream. He can help you out. And Starkle, unlike Mond, has really benefited from that and has made an effort to connect with him early in outings. I suspect that to happen again. As soon as Starkle took over in Miss, against Mississippi State, what did he do? He tried to find Christian Kirk. As soon as he took over against Auburn, what did he do? He tried to find Kirk. And the exact same thing, second play of the game in his second start of his career, a 60-yard bomb to Christian Kirk. Now, defensively, you must have the game of the year on the perimeter if you're A&M's secondary. This is a huge challenge for Ron Cooper and his young corners and his safeties. It's Armani Watts and a whole bunch of young guys out there right now. And they're going to be tested Probably going to play some Chris, uh, some Priest Willis, too, just to give you some more experience out there. Uh, they're going to be test. It'll be the test of the year on the perimeter. Okay, Ole Miss, number one in SEC in pass plays over 20 yards of 48. A&M's allowed 32 passing plays over 20 yards this year. So something's got to give there. you got to hold the Rebels to no more than three, four max plays over 20 yards. I would say no more than three. Keep everything in front of you. That's a huge key in this game. And finally, shut down uh, Watkins. They've He's actually – Oh, uh, Jordan Wilkins, he's actually been pretty darn good running the football since Ta'amu's got in there. So that's important. They'll throw it around the park, but you can't allow them to maintain balance and run it too. So shut down the run game, make them one-dimensional, then pin your ears back and try to hit Ta'amu and make life difficult on him. Do not allow him to have time to operate. I see a shootout here. 41-40 to Texas A&M. I still can't get around that this team two weeks ago well, make it three weeks ago, lost at, what were they, up 31-7 to and lost to Arkansas at home. They blew a 31-7 to lead to Arkansas, who's horrible, at home. I can't get around that. I know A&M's had struggles, but I think Starkle makes them better. I think Starkle has a strong game, but A&M runs it better than the Rebels, and they win it in a wild shootout in the Grove. I'm excited to be there, excited to, to take it in in person, and excited to talk to you about that next week on the Texas Maroon and White Report. I'm calling it A&M 41, Ole Miss 40. This is going to be a fun game if you like offense. We'll discuss that and look ahead to a post-Thanksgiving day, Saturday night game in Death Valley against LSU next week. Gabe Bach with you. Big thanks to Jimmy Wright, Olin Buchanan, Laura Rutledge, our producer Ronnie Woodard, and co-producer Dalton Hughes. I'm Gabe Bach. You've been listening to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network.